Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Ryan Horvath. Oh, yeah. Happy Saturday morning. Ryan Horvath back with you. It is the BetQL tailgate kickoff here on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app. You could check us out, find the podcast, wherever you find your podcast. And uh, you hear me every single night, Monday through Friday, BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And check out that podcast as well. But I'm Jack. This is my Christmas morning. We were here last week, but it was week zero. We had a couple games, we had a couple losses. UTEP let us down, even though they outgained their opponent by over 200 yards, controlled the clock for more than 11 minutes over Jacksonville State. Still lost that game. Now, we bounced back this week. We had the under in Utah, Florida with no cam rising. Last night, we had the under in the Miami, Ohio, Miami, Florida game. Today, we look to stay high, and we're going to try to hit on every single game. Let's start with the noon slate and get right into it. Utah State, Iowa. So right now, as we look over at BetMGM, Utah State on the road, a 23.5-point dog in this game. The total drops from 45 to 43. I thought the under was a good look at 45. Reason being, we figure we're going to see, or we thought we were going to see, Michigan transfer Cade McNamara taking over as starting quarterback for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The reason this is such a big deal now, Cade started 16 games at Michigan, completed over 60% of his passes, 64% of his passes, Nobody's done that at Iowa since 2015. So obviously, Iowa this year upgrades at the quarterback position. Spencer Petras is gone. It seemed like he was there for a decade. And Cade comes over, but he's still not 100% from knee surgery. So that's something to monitor. We don't know if he's going to go. He's going to be a game-time decision. But on the offensive side of the ball, Iowa does bring back nine starters. But is that a good thing? Last season, they averaged 17 points per game, 17.7, which was their lowest amount since the year 2000 when I was in the eighth grade. For whatever reason, they bring back their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, who is the son of head coach Kirk Ferentz. And all he has to do to keep his job this season is average 25 points per game. So right now, we don't have a team total for Iowa. Um, The total continues to dip, like I said, 45 to 43. If Cade does go, I actually like a team total for Iowa. I think they're going to be better this year. The two teams I like in the West for the Big Ten this year. Wisconsin and Iowa. I lean Wisconsin a little bit more in that division just because when they do meet later on this season, that game will be at Wisconsin, at Camp Randall. So they have a home field advantage against Iowa, but um, we'll wait and see there. But that's what we got going right now. Big spread for Iowa, and the total continues to dip all the way down to 43. Let's move on. Another one I'm looking to bet. If I can't get the team total for Tennessee, I'm looking for the full game over. Obviously, they lose Hendon Hooker. Um but it's still the Josh Heupel offense. They're going to use tempo. We saw this. We got a good run on unders going right now with the new clock change. Obviously, the clock is not going to stop after first downs for the first time in over 30 years, and we're seeing a good run on unders. But with teams like TCU, who we're going to talk about here in a couple seconds, 
uh, teams like Tennessee, they're still going to run tempo. So I don't know that there's going to be a big change as far as the totals. Like, I still think they're going to score points, especially in the Josh Heupel offense. So looking at this spread right now for Tennessee, uh, as we scroll down over at BetMGM, it's pretty big. Uh, the total in this game, get back to that here in a second, is uh, it's off the board for whatever reason. But Hendon Hooker's gone. I still think they use tempo. You look at Tennessee last season, fifth overall in passing offense, averaging 326 yards per game through the year. But the other thing about Tennessee is they could run the ball. They were 26 in rushing offense. They almost ran for 200 yards per game. They bring back both backs. So Jalen Wright, last season, 875 yards on the ground, 10 touchdowns. He's back. Jabari Smalls also back. Had 157 carries, 734 yards. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I don't know what to expect from Joe Milton. Small sample size last season, but he didn't turn the ball over. 10 touchdown passes, no picks. We saw him in the bowl game. And with Tennessee, they scored 50 points six times last season. They dropped 52 against a really good Alabama defense. Virginia does bring back eight starters. Pretty decent defense, but they were 48th in scoring defense. They gave up 24 points per game. I do think Tennessee is going to be able to put up some points. So the full game total is 55.5. Tennessee's a 28-point favorite. No team total yet, but that's probably a look for me. Uh, one that I haven't bet yet, Eileen Michigan. It's a big spread right now. It's a pass so far. Michigan's been one of the better bet teams. Uh, one of the better, I guess, say, uh, against the spread teams to bet in the country. If you go back to the 2021 season, they bring back 15 starters from a team that was upset by TCU in the college football playoff. But the last three mid-major opponents that they faced at home at the big house, they've outscored them 166-17. to 17. So Michigan, big favorites today uh, against Eastern Carolina. The spread now 36 and a half in a game where the total is 52 and a half, which makes complete sense. We know how good defensively Michigan is. Uh, they've outscored their opponents, like I said, their mid-major opponents, 166 to 17. East Carolina this season has to replace four offensive linemen, their wide receiver who was a stud last season, their quarterback, and you're looking at a Michigan defense who brings back seven starters, only gave up 292 yards per game and 16 points per game. So I get why that spread's so big, 36 and a half. Um, I lean Michigan, but that's a stay away as of right now. One bet that I do have, very chalky. I'm going to go with TCU today. 20 and a half point favorites right now against Colorado. I like the over at 59, but now that's up to 62 and a half. So there is some movement right there. That's a stay away, the total. But I do like TCU. Nobody knows what to expect from Colorado this season. Love the Deion Sanders hire. I do think he's going to turn that program around. But they're 5-21 and 21 in their last 26 games. Last season, I would argue they were one of the worst teams in all of college football, especially after week five, because Hawaii was terrible the first couple weeks of the season, but then they improved. Man, I mean, you look at this team, really, I, the starters for Colorado, I do like. But the depth, they have no depth. And you're looking at a defense last season that gave up over 44 points per game. You bring in a new defensive coordinator, Charles Kelly, who spent time at Alabama. You bring in a new offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, who ran the offense at Kent State. So I just don't really know what to expect from Colorado. And even though you have to downgrade TCU on the offensive side of the ball, they lose their starting quarterback, Max Duggan. Um, also, they lose their offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, who's now at Clemson. We're going to talk about them coming up a little bit later on in the show and why I'm so high on Clemson. It has to do with Garrett Riley. But they bring in Kendall Bryles to call plays. And I think if it wasn't for the off-the-field stuff, which went down at Baylor with his dad, Art Bryles, Kendall Bryles would probably have a head coaching gig. 
Max Duggan's gone. They also have to replace Kendra Miller, who ran for over 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns. Actually, they have to replace both of their top backs. Quentin Johnston, their leading receiver, is also gone. But they bring in one of their better recruiting classes in school history, some really solid transfers. JoJo Earl comes over from Alabama. J.P. Richardson comes over from Oklahoma State. Trey Sanders is back in the backfield. They have a pretty solid offensive line. And Chandler Morris actually won the starting quarterback job last season. He's back. Defense brings back seven starters. I would argue they might have the best secondary in the Big 12. Uh, Josh Newton's back. He had 12 passes defended, three interceptions. Mark Perry's back at safety. Millard Bradford's back at safety. Eight passes defended from him. Uh, the biggest replacement they'll have on the defensive side of the ball, D. Winters is gone. That's seven and a half sacks. Dylan Horton's gone. That's 10 sacks. So they do lose a combined 17 and a half sacks from those guys. But again, I like what they did in the portal. I do like the recruiting class for TCU. Don't know what to expect from Colorado. I know it's a chalky pick, but I do like TCU to cover the big number today. Uh, one that I bet, bet this total. We gave this out on You Better You Bet, 60 and a half. It's down right now to 58, which surprises me a little bit. I took the under, some under in Arkansas State, Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners' defense last season was an absolute nightmare. But the reason that Brett Venables got this job, leaving Clemson as their defensive coordinator, is to fix this defense. So what they do is they bring in 18 transfers through the portal. They have six starters back. I don't know how many of those guys we see. In last season, Arkansas State, not great offensively. They scored an average of 25 points per game, 87th in the country. Oklahoma last year was able to move the ball. If you look at their yardage per game, they were actually, it was better than some of the Lincoln-Riley offenses that they had. The problem was when they got into the red zone, they couldn't get they, they just fumbles, uh, bad turnover luck, struggled to cash in. So I thought this total was a tad high. Still like the under here. So under in Oklahoma is an official play for me. Uh, Purdue Fresno State, I like the under here, but that also got hit. For Fresno State, Jake Hayner's gone. Mikey Keene comes over from Central Florida. He's now the starting quarterback. You look at his two seasons that he spent at Central Florida. Threw for over 2,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, 7 picks. Last season lost his job to Plumlee. Uh, so he came off the bench, did have a couple spot starts. On defense for Fresno State, pretty solid last season, especially against the pass. They only gave up 193 passing yards per game, which was 23rd in the country. They have seven starters back. Their leading tacklers back, Bailey at linebacker, their top corners back, Lockridge. And they only gave up 20 points per game, which was 25th in the country. I know what people expect because Jeff Brom's taken over at Purdue as head coach. They're going to score a bunch of points, but I think it might take some time. Ryan Walters... Uh, takes over as head coach for, for Jeff Brown, I should say, from Purdue. Jeff Brown, we saw him last night for Louisville. And you look at it, man, and you have Jeff Brown's gone now. Ryan Walters takes over, and he's a defensive-minded coach. He takes over. He was uh, at Illinois last year where he was the D.C., and that was a defense that only gave up 12 points per game in Big Ten play, 273 yards per game. So I think they improved, they improved defensively. And I don't know what to expect offensively. Hudson Card's now the starting quarterback. They replace Aiden O'Connell, who I'm really high on. I hope he gets that. I hope he gets some run this year for the Raiders. And Hudson Card, we saw him in limited action at Texas. Threw for over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, two picks, and three seasons. But I don't know what to expect. Defensively, Purdue's going to switch to a 3-4. But I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. So I do like the under-Purdue-Fresno State. Uh, another one that I like here. I lean Kentucky against Ball State. Again, a big number. I like Kentucky this season, so that's why they're my lean. Ball State last year finished 69th in the country in passing offense, only averaged 228 passing yards per game. They were 98th in the FBS in scoring offense, only averaged about 23 points per game. And Kentucky, I think they actually might upgrade on the offensive side of the ball. So you lose Will Levis. 
But you bring in Devin Leary, who they just, uh, Dave Doran just didn't know how to use at North Carolina State, in my opinion. Kentucky last year on the defensive side of the ball, 11th in total defense, only gave up a 311 yards per game. They were 48th against the run. They were 7th against the pass last season. I just don't know how Ball State moves the ball against this Kentucky defense. So lean to the under, and uh, I do like Kentucky a little bit. Last one I want to hit on, SMU. Like them at 17. This number's all the way up to 20, 20-point favorites. SMU has to replace their starting quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. He's now at Wisconsin, but they bring in Preston Stone. That's really all they have to replace, though. All the skill position players are back from last season. Levine's back in the running back room. Um, also, they bring in Jalen Knighton, who spent time at Miami last season. He comes over in the transfer portal. They lose their leading receiver from last season, but they bring back R.J. Maryland. They bring back Jordan Curley. They um, you know, got some guys in the tight end room that I like. I do like SMU a little bit, but now that this number is at 20, that might be a stay away. Uh, 3.30 p.m. slate, one I want to throw out. I like the under in Buffalo, Wisconsin. Another one I gave out on You Better You Bet. We went from 55 down to 54. The reason that this total continues or, you know, went up from 52 to 55 on the opener is Wisconsin's changing their offense. It's going to be a different offense than we've seen the last three decades at Wisconsin. It's going to be more of an air raid offense. Uh, You take the OC from North Carolina. You have Tanner Mordecai coming over from SMU, completed over 60% of his passes last season through 30 touchdowns. But you still have Braylon Allen in that backfield who had 1,200 rushing yards last season and 11 touchdowns. You also have Chaz Malusi there, who I think takes on a bigger role this season. He had 473 rushing yards last season on 112 carries. You have a pretty good offensive line. You look at the numbers last season for Wisconsin. They were 45th in the country in rushing offense. They averaged 179 yards per game on the ground. You have the new clock rule. I think they're going to eat some clock in this game. I think they're going to probably limit the possessions for Buffalo. I'm not really high on Buffalo this season. Played their win total under seven. They bring back their quarterback, Cole Snyder. They bring back both running backs. But it's an offense last season that only averaged 377 yards per game. And you're going against a Wisconsin defense that brings back eight returning starters. And you have Luke Fickle taking over as head coach. We know what Luke Fickle does. He coaches defense. Defensively, last season, you look at this for Buffalo. They gave up 396 yards per game. They bring back five starters. Not awful. 65th in scoring defense. Gave up 26 points per game. I don't know if they're going to be able to hang in this game. Wisconsin's a pretty big favorite. I don't want to lay four touchdowns, so I will go under in this game. Uh, Tyler Morales, executive producer, tells us we got a little bit of line movement. TCU now a 21.5-point favorite over at BetMGM uh, against Colorado. Game one for Deion Sanders. I do still like TCU at that current number, but... Man, I might have to play back some Colorado if we get a little outrageous there. Uh, Another one that we're going to see a little bit later on today, Ohio State, Indiana. Kind of like the under here. Ohio State's going to be able to score points this season. We don't really know what to expect at the quarterback position. They do have to replace C.J. Stroud, but that's the best wide receiver room in the country. Reason I kind of like the under here, they bring back seven starters on the defensive side of the ball, and I think they improved defensively this season. Last year gave up 21 points per game. They also had some injuries. Michael Hall is a name to look out for. They call him Baby Aaron Donald. He got hurt the second half of the season. He's back at defensive tackle. Jack Sawyer's back at the edge. Uh, Last season had four and a half sacks. They lose Zach Harrison. I still think they'll be solid. Uh, Their top three tacklers are back in the linebacker room. They also had a pretty solid transfer out of Oklahoma State. Tanner McAllister started 16 games, and he knows this defense really well because he played for Jim Knowles, who now takes over as defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Offensively, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have a year. He's going to be a top five pick in next year's draft. Took a little Heisman future with him. C.J. Stroud's gone. Kyle McCord's going to see some time. Devin Brown's going to see some time. And we were talking about this last night, myself and P.J. Glasser. 
a look today maybe second half overs in these games where we're going to see two or three quarterbacks with an open quarterback competition. So you'll see that in Ohio State again with C.J. Stroud gone and Kyle McCord and Devin Brown taking over. We'll talk about UCLA a little bit later on in the show. You're going to see three different quarterbacks. I like some second half unders because I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas and I think they're going to try to score some points. Uh, with Ohio State, they're going to be damn good this year. But uh, I think it's going to be because of the defense. So we'll go under in that game, Ohio State, Indiana. When we come back, we're going to talk with Kelly in Vegas, get her picks for the day, and we'll get our best bets in as well. we got a lot of football coming up this weekend. It's the BetQL tailgate kickoff. Ryan Horvath with you here on the BetQL Network.